Hello and welcome to another episode of the Power Half Hour, Unstoppable Business Owner. Tonight's sponsor for our show is the amazing Joe DeTore with his book, Secrets in Depth. This book is filled with rich and detailed information on his gripping military factual thriller that shows the depth of darkness acquired after three decades of service. Definitely get your copy today on either Amazon or Barnes & Noble. As well, we also have the Camaraderie Rescue Mission Summer Fun Raffle. You can get your chance to win a six-month Freedom Boat Club membership. Uh, definitely something that you and your family can have fun with, or if you're a business owner, it's a great way for your tax write-off and bring your clients in. Get your ticket today at www.tcrmi.org backslash shop to purchase. Plus you get your uh, t-shirt with that as well. So definitely a win-win situation and you're helping our veterans uh with our programs, because uh, each each time we send a veteran on one of our programs, especially with the ghost ship, that's a thousand dollars per veteran, and we never charge our veterans. So that's why we're out here fundraising, and uh, really could use your support. With that, I am going to bring to the stage the chief. Welcome to the show. I got a, hey, a, a lesson in the Navy, a crash <laughs> course in the Navy tonight, and I am. Super honored that you would share all that with me. Uh, so, Chief, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into what veteran produce really is. Sure, sure. Yes, thank you. Uh, and so, yes, uh, as I was uh, mentioning earlier, I am a Navy retired Chief Petty Officer, and very proud of that um, that distinction. And uh, served twenty years um, in combat. I did my did the Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and various other. Uh, uh, engagements and uh, my background specific by trade is intelligence, analyst, counterterrorism, strike warfare, um, that kind of thing. So, um, again, um, been all around the world a few times, and um, a lot of uh, the last uh, eight years or so, I was uh, stationed here at various commands in Texas and uh, have retired out of uh, JRB, uh, Texas. But so, uh, but my background started out uh, earlier on, which uh, will lend a hand into explaining why I do what I do. But uh, I was a farm boy from Indiana and uh, raised our own garden by hand, uh, literally by hand, meaning which uh, we didn't even have, actually have plumbing in the house. And so we bailed water out of the, out of a, out of the hole in the ground and we, uh, we took, took in big, large pails and we hand watered our garden. So uh, a lot of work. So uh, anyway, you know, that, uh, like I said, that actually has a, a, a role, that, that experience has a role in, into what I do now. <clears throat> Wow. I, I can't say I've ever met somebody that has hand watered their garden. I mean, back yeah. when I was growing up, my my grandfather had a, a farm and which I've never shared this before. So it, that this is the first time it's coming up. And we had our little garden in the back, but then he would plant the, the um, what do you call that? Yard, not yards. What is it called? Hectares or whatever. Acres. Thank Acres, you. Uh -huh. Acres of, of farms out there. And uh, I remember taking the tomatoes and making mud pies out of them. Okay. So now, <laughs> now you're making me think of my childhood. <laughs> well, you know, in hindsight, although I hated that, it was really, really hard work. Uh, I wish I had paid more attention uh, to my dad at the time. Um, but the, the value of this, and again, this also plays into part of uh, into why I do what I do, um, was that 
you know, we would get some pretty good winters down there and um, we had food in the cellar, potatoes and, you know, and, and, and uh, all of our canned vegetables. And so we had good food that we raised, you know, during the summer. Um, and so that stuck with me as from a boy to growing up uh, and having my own family uh, because I wanted my children to understand, look, here's where the food comes from. It is not from the store. It starts in a field. And so my trying to have uh, some semblance of a small garden in Texas was, well, a futile um, experience because well, Texas is, well, hot and, and, uh, um, and you know, so trying to keep the garden watered and, and uh, weeded, which are two, you know, arch nemesis of mine. And um, so that's, uh, so one day I was trying to uh, figure out how can I keep my garden watered uh, while I was away working some obscene numbers of hours. And uh, the Epcot Center came up in the search results. Are you familiar with the Epcot Center? And Disney, Disney, Disney yeah. Land, the Epcot yeah. Center, is a big, there's a big, huge round fish tank and then these plants that grow vertically. Yeah. Well, most people don't know that that's actually aquaponics. That's an aquaponics facility. There's no dirt there. It's just water. The water from the fish tank uh, aquaculture is what's used as the basis of the nutrient bath, if you will, for the plants. And so when you combine growing plants and water, ponics, and aquaculture, fish farming, you come up with the word aquaponics. And so it's the byproduct of the fish water, which is actually ammonia, that creates the nutrient base for the plants. Well, once I learned about that, man, I stopped playing in this dirt thing altogether. And I, I jumped right heads, you know, head deep into uh, aquaponics. And so that's what we do now. And at such a young age, like seriously. So you like you were way behind you farther ahead than these farmers. So I work for in my day job, I work for a greenhouse. And uh oh, that's right. I, yes. knew, mm -hmm. I know we use I okay, so I've I've worked there for almost five years and I've never been in the actual greenhouse itself because I'm in the <laughs> office. And I've always said I wanted to go down and see it, and I, I'm gonna have to now for sure. Um, but uh -huh. we do use water based anyways. I, I don't know if it's hydroponics. Oh, okay. So well, are, I, there, are there any fish? I don't think so. I don't, I've never okay. seen a bill for fish. So, okay. So bees, then that is hydroponics. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the bees don't produce the water. So the difference between aquaponics and hydroponics is aquaponics is fish water. Hydroponics is, you know, we mix the solution. So it sounds like you have a hydroponic solution, uh, a system, and that's a much easier system to, to, to manage by the way, because fish are a pain in the butt. They're moody. They're, they, I mean, you know, they're, you got to keep them warm and just the right temperature and you know you got to keep your hands clean and so you don't spread diseases and you know there it's a lot of work but um so uh, i i started out building aquaponic systems for people in their backyards and we've promoted you know progressed up to large commercial systems now um we are still trying to deal with the residential market because they keep knocking on our door asking for systems and information and so we have to keep going back there but one of the biggest distinctions i ask is hey are, do you really need fish do you really do you really think you need to deal with, you know, do you really, are you really sure you want fish? Because again, I mean, I've, I have, uh, well, you know, I've, I have frozen all my fish one year because of the single heater that I had in my backyard system failed, which we don't do single heaters anymore. Everything is double, double uh, systems. Uh, and then the next year, um, or might even been the same, uh, a heater, actually the controller stuck on and we boiled them. So we went from one year freezing them because the heater failed and then the controller burned up and stayed on. And so I came out to almost this steaming pile of, <laughs> it was not a pretty sight. So um, fish are a lot of work. Not to mention the stench, I'm sure. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, it was good fertilizer, but you know, um, it's been a lot of work into that. So the, one of the things uh, that we ask when we're, when we're, when we're talking with folks who say that they would like a greenhouse uh, and probably possibly an aquaponic system is we talk about the need for protein. If there's not really a need for protein, i.e. fish, then the cost of, and the hassle of managing fish, uh, we really ask, um, you know, our partners and customers to really think that through. Do you really, really want to deal with fish? Um, in some areas, one of our partners um, that we're supporting that is, is in Africa, Uganda, uh, TAG, uh, is, is we've been working with for a couple of years now, and uh, we advance and develop techniques for use in Africa, uh, Uganda. And so their primary need, however, is protein, it's fish, it's not plants. Mm -hmm. Um, the plants is an afterthought. It's the, you know, they, they absorb the nitrates, um, the byproduct of the fish, but their main need is protein. But here in America, if you don't really have a need for protein, then we kind of steer you towards the hydroponics because hydroponics, um, I've come to find now these past few years, is so much easier. It's so much, uh, in so many ways, you can actually uh, control your elements so precisely. Uh, again, I mentioned earlier, fish are moody. You know, if they don't feel like eating, they're not producing byproduct and therefore the plants aren't really growing as well as they should. And then you have to augment with additional nutrients. So you're chasing versus hydroponics and you dial it in right, right down the parts per million and it's monitored all day long. And it, you know, it's a nice mm -hmm. little system. So wow, that's my that... pitch on why hydroponics versus, I mean, I, I love aquaponics for what it does, right. but um, I like, I, I like hydroponics for the, for the simplicity of it. One, uh, and then two, it doesn't require as much space. And so I'll talk about this here shortly. One of our newer platforms, uh, Growing Vessels, uh, is a small footprint uh, system. It's only eight feet wide. Well, that's not that's not used for fish tanks uh, because that takes up a lot of space. We'll use standard, you know, big wide greenhouse um, for an aquaponic system because it takes up so much space. So again, there's differences in why we do one versus the other. So th that's awesome. So I didn't know any of that. I thought that when <laughs> we talked originally that when you said veteran produce, that was um, something that you did. I didn't realize that you actually consult with other farms uh, across the world too, to oh, make yes, sure yes. they're So mm -hmm. for the viewers that you're, have you're, no idea. You're not the first Canadian that I've talked to. Maybe you should maybe you should come to Leamington, Ontario, where it's the greenhouse <laughs> capital of the world. Oh, um, I'd love to. Uh, and I just want to say welcome to Denise. And she said that it was fun back when you guys were kids and making your. Uh, That's um, my sister. Oh, is it? <laughs> back when you no, were. It was not fun. <laughs> back when you were uh, using your hands to water your garden. Um, yeah, it was a lot of work. Come up. So hi, Denise. Welcome. Thanks for supporting yeah. your brother. Um, yeah. Love so, my sisters. <laughs> when you grow this produce, then what do you do with it? Because that's the that's what I intrigued me when I came across your. <laughs> she so, said no, not sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so let me back up a little bit. So Veterans Produce was started after I met a man named Tony, who was camped out on a cold, wet ground in November down the street from where I lived, and I'd seen this guy, you know, for a few times. And and one one night it was just miserably wet and cold. I felt really bad for this guy. It's like, man, is is this guy going to freeze? And so I stopped around and. We got to talking. I asked him, hey, are you warming up? And he says, yeah, I got my blankets. I'm, I'm good over here. And I said, are you hungry? And he said, well, I could eat. Well, I always wear, I don't have it on right now, but I always wear my Navy retired ball cap. And he said, hey, I'm a veteran as well. And I said, well, tell me, tell me what's, you know, what brought you here? Why, you know, what's going on? And uh, so come to find out he was staying in a shelter not too far up the road. And 
while he slept, somebody stole his money and his ID. And so he could get that replaced to the VA, it left him on the street. And that really made me mad. I just really bothered me. And, and that for me is when it really got personal. I mean, we all see homeless people here and there, but do we ever actually take time to understand and learn who they are? Well, now that I knew that Tony uh, was an army veteran, Vietnam army veteran, combat veteran, uh, I didn't. I, I didn't feel like I had a choice. I had to do something, and so uh, I started a small little tiny greenhouse in um, Louisville, which is where I, I I lived up until here just about a month ago. And I mean, real tiny, small community greenhouse, uh, just to feed Tony and or the Tonys. And so we were bringing in homeless veterans into the greenhouse to work, and then sending them home with produce. Well, then you know, it, it then it occurred to me that you know this is a lot of work. We could really use some help here, and so why don't we teach these veterans how to grow their own food? So it's, it's the same adage: give a man a fish and eats for a day, right? So, uh, so, so we created an intern program, and I, and and eventually I'll get around to answering your question as to where all this food goes. Yeah. But so we first started feeding the Tonys, and uh, so that was our motto: feeding Tonys one community at a time. And then, so now we teach them how to grow food aquaponically and hydroponically. Many of my greenhouses have both systems. And, um, and so we have an intern program where we've still got, I mean, we've got a number of veterans going through it right now. And so ultimately, once they get trained well enough, they could take over running that greenhouse or they could help us build another greenhouse and run that one. Our, 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 my vision is to eradicate veteran hunger due to homelessness nationwide one community at a time and and the way that we plan on doing that is is duplicating our model teaching other veterans how to do what we do so getting around to what do we do with the food so we actually bag it up in some cases and hand it out to veterans on the street but that number of homeless veterans is a large number it's really it's a sad number uh it's really it really is just it's sad um the last official number that that i've seen actually printed was uh, 40,056. Well, that number is two or three years out of date now. The USDA now is estimated there's 131,000 homeless veterans in the nation. So, you know, we've got our work cut out for us. So we've we've uh, graduated from the smaller community greenhouses now to commercial greenhouses, which are generally referred to as 30 by 100, 3,000 square foot greenhouses. And um, because we want them large enough and co-located to large metropolitan areas, and usually closer to areas where there are military bases, that tends to be a higher population of veterans. And so that we can support a number of uh, um, veteran service organizations where they can come and pick up food from our greenhouse. And then they, those veteran partners, they can hand it out to the veterans in their communities. They that know their own streets better than I do. So that's the goal is to build these community greenhouses in metropolitan areas um, so that we can reach more people. So to answer your question, so we, uh, we hand it out either directly on the street or we have uh, veteran service organizations coming and picking up food directly from the greenhouse and then they hand it out to, to veterans on the street. We take it to the large warehouses uh, where it gets distributed from, from the warehouses like Tarrant Area Food Bank, of, uh, which we're a partner with, and North Texas Food Bank, two very large food banks. And uh, Tarrant Area Food Bank supports the uh, old Carswell Air Force Base, which is now JRB, which is the base that I retired from. So there's a food pantry for food insecure and, and homeless veterans there on the base. So my food goes to the warehouse there, and then it goes directly into the, the food pantry. So it goes out to a whole bunch of different places. Um, and finally, we also support a number of civilian organizations like Salvation Army, CCA, 
um, uh, heart of the city of Louisville and some other um, women um, uh, homes like um, organization called Val uh, Valor Ranch uh, is a tiny women's home, uh, tiny veterans women home program. So they're building tiny homes for homeless women veterans. Well, we're building their greenhouse so that they not only have access to fresh produce, but it will produce so much, pardon the pun, it will produce so much food that they'll sell off 80% of it for the for and for that revenue that will come back in to support the program. So again, they'll duplicate our model. Uh, they'll go through an intern training program. They'll learn how to op, you know, how to grow food. They'll learn how to operate it. And uh, ultimately, uh, if we find um, uh, that they're taken well to the program, uh, we'll send them out across the nation to continue building greenhouses. That's amazing. So you're solving like so many problems when one with one thing, you know, not only, you know, when they have the job and they're producing the income, then they have the housing, they can afford the yes. housing, plus you're yes. feeding them. So oh, but, it's, like, but it's even more, but it's even more beneficial than that. So I've got a number of um, local greenhouses here that are looking for, I mean, everybody's looking for workers. Um, and so we've got one down a little bit south of us by about an hour who said, any of your veterans that you run through your training program, once they're done, send them to me, we'll hire them. I'll take 35 people today. And so we have, we have jobs waiting for them once I get them through the training. Well, the need for farmers is, is exponential. Um, farmers are retiring two times faster than those, you know, than we're bringing on new ones. The average age of a farmer, I think is like 63. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so then you get into the whole demand for food, which right now logistics, cost of fuel, um, the demand, the increase because of, of uh, you know, cost of living is up right now in America, in Texas, it's up 40%. The demand for food is up 40% from these food banks. So they're helping solve a local problem as well. Um, I mean, it's just this. Yeah, and I, so I wish I had were smart enough to say, yeah, I scripted all this out. I figured this out, you know, four or five years ago. I, I wasn't, you know, uh, I just knew that there was a man named Tony that needed to be fed. And uh, right. that's why we started Veterans Produce. So uh, and, and, and it's wow. evolving now ever since there. And, and uh, yeah, one other exciting thing is, you know, now we're building for middle schools, low income middle schools, full food insecure, um, you know, children. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't have any idea four or five years, four years ago when we started this, that we would be able to affect that much of an influence. Right. And now, I don't know, do you know Dr. DeTore? He's also I, a I veteran. No, he, I do not. Uh -huh. Okay. I, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe he's Navy as well. But I okay. could be wrong. Go Navy. Yeah. <laughs> Go Navy. Army. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it when you guys get riled up. I love it. Oh, yeah. You know, and then you talk about the ground pounders and the airmen and all this other <laughs> yeah, yeah. trash talk. Um, so do you know Carrie Stewart? Uh, he is Navy. Don't know. Joe is Navy. Yeah, um, I don't know from what context. I mean, I, I meet so many people. I'm right. The only reason I'm old, I, you have to forgive me. I, I don't have a good memory. No, I'll just no. Uh, Carrie's another one of my veterans that uh, has been on my show. He is, he moved from uh, Colorado to Oklahoma and is now basically, I, it just clicked. He is, he bought enough acreage that he wants to farm this and then give the, the produce back to the community. So maybe I should connect you two sure. together um, and maybe you can start like a veteran produce in Oklahoma with Carrie um, because Carrie is all about helping community and helping veterans mm -hmm. and giving back. I mean, he's a, he's a yogi. Um, 
on top of all that. And so I'm, I really believe that Carrie would be a good contact. Sure, so. sure, sure. I, 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 we, I mean, we'll go anywhere where the need exists. And if it's, you know, if, if it makes sense to put a large commercial system there, great. Uh, if it doesn't, I mean, we have a smaller community sized greenhouse. I mean, it, I, it's, it's not quite that small. It's a 16 by 50. Right. But yet it's small enough that it can fit into many, I mean, like small neighborhoods. In fact, I started out on a community garden plot. I adopted, you know, a, a, it was a dirt garden and I just adopted four plots, stripped them off and put my little greenhouse there. Uh, I mean, it is. And, and so it's small, but yet it can get in the, and to, to address the needs of that little that neighborhood. Um, but for larger uh, metropolitan areas, then we would we would want to look at a commercial sized greenhouse. One of the other uh, solutions that we haven't talked about uh, is so we are now branching out across the nation. Uh, we're trying to satisfy the, the immediate needs here in Texas. We're, we've got about five sites that we're working here in northern Texas area, but we're soon heading down to College Station, Houston, San Antonio, and out, and out east Texas. There's another project in southern Texas. I'm sorry, uh, McAllen. We're looking at a project there. And so for me to build a greenhouse in each of these locations takes so much time that I've been thinking about this. If I had a, a way that I could do this and cookie cutter it, well, you know, I've been thinking about these, these shipping containers for a while and it's finally come to fruition. And so now we're buying uh, and, and retrofitting 40 foot shipping containers, insulating them and, and putting walls and uh, air conditioning and racks inside of them. And that for us, we can cookie cutter those or mass produce those, whichever term you like, and then deploy them across the nation to wherever the, the demand exists. That's an eight foot wide platform, 40 feet long, but eight foot wide. I mean, that doesn't take up a whole lot of space. You just need power and water and, and, and hook it up. And so that's our new system now. It's a container garden, 40 foot container garden. Um, and so we can, we can put those pretty much, I mean, you can put them anywhere on a parking lot. It doesn't really matter. Wow. We're going to mm -hmm. have to have you come to Canada for sure, because I, sure. and the best part about it is we have a, a distribution center in San Antonio, the greenhouse where my day job. So uh -huh. I'm, I'm thinking my bills are spinning on how I can connect and even give, get jobs for the veterans once mm -hmm. everything's mm -hmm. up and running and they're trained. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, my wheels are spinning. <laughs> I'm making notes everywhere here sure. uh, on how we can help you. So what is the, what is the one thing that you guys really need to get into your next steps for veteran produce? What is it? Like if I had a magic wand and said, here you go, chief, what do you need? Well, it, it, I mean, there's three things and, and money, money buys people. Um, um, we don't necessarily have to purchase land, but if we had access to land, but money would actually build the systems. And so uh, materials, uh, it, it costs a fair amount of money to build these systems uh, and then labor to actually operate them. And then, you know, material costs, plants and seeds and, and nutrients and electricity and water, you know, that all, you know, operational uh, expenses. So money's always needed, but I, you know, I generally ask three things. One, you know, we, we, most of our, I mean, well, all of our systems operate on volunteers. We need volunteers. And that could be a, a, from a wide variety of skill sets. Um, actually work in the greenhouse, harvesting, transplanting, cleaning, uh, just work in the greenhouse here locally in Texas. So volunteers to get the word out, um, share about our program, let other people know about us. Uh, we are still hearing, I mean, until, until I began to hear more people say, hey, I've heard about you, I've heard about you, that tells me I need to continue to promote. So share about Veterans Produce. We're, 
we're on most of the major social media sites is look up veterans produce. But three, it is, it's the money part. Um, we're looking for organizations that will partner with us that want to sponsor, um, a container, right. That want to help, help us solve a need in a local community. So, um, that's really what it gets down to is, uh, we're at a point where we're growing and reaching out so far, um, so fast, excuse me. And, uh, it takes money to make that happen. Right. Right. Yeah. I have some ideas on that too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's exciting. I mean, we, we, you know, we, again, the fact that we we're getting, we're not even asking, we're not even advertising uh, that, hey, look, we've got systems that are available uh, for purchase. We're really not, and, and please don't hear me say, hey, yeah, we've got systems available for, <laughs> for purchase. Not right, right this minute. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Although we do have a preliminary purchase of a 40 foot shipping container. Um, and uh, but this is we've we've got our first first prototype. We want to make sure we've got everything dialed in first before we start releasing. Um, right. That for us will be a profit generating uh, model, and that will go through um, a a, um, a a commercial side of the business, uh, um, the commercial yeah commercial side. And so uh, and then at the same time, we'll also continue supporting the residential market, and then the revenue from that will come back in to support veterans produce, where we can continue building more greenhouses for veterans. And so right. that's the symbiotic relationship. And Denise wants to know how many vegetables do you harvest? How many vegetables? My goodness. So we harvest no less than 30 pounds. That's, um, what is that? About 150 plants roughly uh, a week. Um, in the summer, it's down right now. But in the, um, in the wintertime, my production goes up, oh my goodness, three or four fold. Um, I mean, so we'll get to the point where we're going to start harvesting about 250 pounds of produce a week. Wow. That translates to a thousand meals a week. That's one container. 250 pounds a week. That's one container. So if you can imagine having these containers all spread out, you know, across the nation on large metropolitans, we actually could start affecting, you know, making a positive impact. Absolutely. But we measure by poundage. And uh, right now we're, we're down because of the heat, uh, we're down to about 30 pounds. And, and I don't measure, um, uh, so lettuce is, is basically, I think what Denise was asking about. We grow all sorts of lettuces, mostly heat tolerance, mirrors, remains, uh, Cherokee. Uh, we're, growing, we're growing a variety from Africa right now called Summer Wiki. Uh, again, this is one of our partner programs that we're looking to you know, figure out how to, to you know, propagate this correctly. Uh, but we also do, um, you know, most of the, the fruits, uh, strawberries and cantaloupes and watermelon and cucumbers and, and squash, and broccoli, all the herbs. Um, and, and we don't necessarily uh, count that. It's, it's sort of bushels. Um, you, you know, we, we get what we get. Oh, and then I forgot tomatoes and peppers. So, um, you know, there's a wide variety of things that we, we grow, but we don't, um, we don't, um, we don't count anything other than lettuce. They kind of gets measured in, in these these totes. Right. So um, and so we talk about pounds. So again, 250 pounds of food, each pound creates six meals. So if you think about it, um, uh, one pound would feed six people. So 250 okay. pounds would feed roughly a little bit over over a thousand people a week. And again, that's out of one container, just one eight foot wide container. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, so, so we well, need it to is, but we get the word out about this because that's that can, yeah. and that can pretty much end well, a lot of problems. <laughs> it, it, well, so we can provide thirty percent of the recommended daily allowance with protein, produce, and 
and fruits grown aquaponically or hydroponically fruits and produce, right? So yes, um, but because of these, the way that the water processes and brings the nutrients to the roots, we can grow eight to 10 times more food per square foot, 365 days a year. So that's the advantage of doing uh, a system, a water-based system like hydroponics or aquaponics, uh, is the fact that the nutrients constantly are being resupplied to the roots. And that water base, however, we, we can do all that that much more growth, eight to 10 times more food per square foot, but we use 90% less water. And because of the nutrients are constantly coming to the roots, those plants grow 30% faster. In fact, some of the larger um, production commercial greenhouses have been able to dial that down to 50% faster. Of course, they've got the robots and the machinery and the nutrients and the manpower and the money to do that. Right. We'll just take what the sun gives us. But um, so 30% faster at a minimum. Right. This mm -hmm. wow, this just blows my head my head off my shoulders uh, because uh, I see I know. so much. I should have warned you. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. I love it. I, I love it. And uh it's it's funny because we had committed to helping veterans uh, ever since we've had Greg on the show and you know, our lives have completely changed and I just see taking what we're doing now with uh -huh. the PTSD and the suicide and, and, and actually yep. helping the homeless and, and feeding feeding them as so well. About, as, wow. So about the PTSD um, programs, we have a number of projects waiting for us to build. Um, actually, we're waiting on them to fund the builds, but we have a number of PTSD partners who recognize the value of wholesome food being paramount to healthy body and mind. If you feed the body healthy food, it will help offset PTSD symptoms. It will lessen PTSD symptoms. I have to caveat, I'm not a doctor, but we know the top five health issues are direct, directly related to our poor food uh, eating habits. The top right. five health issues, diabetes, heart disease, cancer. Um, all, I mean, the top five health issues are directly related to the poor food choices that we eat. So yes, if we had access to healthier food, which by the way, this is all organic. Um, you, you can't spray in an aquaponic system. You can't even cheat and spray pesticides on your plants to control bugs because that pesticide would leak into the water, kill the fish, kills the whole system. You can't cheat. So it is, this is all organic, um, organic growing. So yeah, there's lots and lots of reasons why uh, we do, we, we do this, but yeah. So um, we probably have about a half a dozen projects waiting for us across the nation that are PTSD therapy programs. Right. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to connect you with Carrie and Greg then. Okay. Because, sure. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll connect you guys after. Um, and what is the best way that you want people to get a hold of you? So veteransproduce.org. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, there's a contact form there. There's two big red buttons. One says uh, donate up in the upper right-hand side. One says volunteer. But um, Or they can any, anyone can email us at info at veteransproduce.org. And uh, we'll be glad to get back with them on that. Awesome. Awesome. I can't believe mm -hmm. this has gone by so quickly, like 31. I know. I just, just looked like, like, is the time up already? <laughs> yeah, the time's up. Um, I have so I much more to go. I, I know. We're, we're going to have to have you come back. Um, sure. I just want to thank our, our guests that were in the comments, Denise and, and uh, Joe and everybody else has been watching. I know there's probably a lot more that have been watching, but they don't comment. They're kind of shy. I really wish they would say, hey. Uh, but that's okay. They're going to watch it on the replay too. Um, so if there any last words that you want the world to hear before we close up? 
You know, one of our partners is um, an organization called Travis Mannion Foundation, and they have a motto that says, if not me, then who? That's how I see this. If not me, then who? So I'm doing what I can. I'm feeling very blessed to be able to help who I can. And with other, you know, with more partners, we can reach more people in need. Absolutely. I love yeah. that. Well, thank you so very much for having me on here. I, I appreciate it. And, and uh, yeah, by all means, I would love to come back and share more about our systems and our training systems and, and all that. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing you. We can definitely tell you're passionate about it. And thank you for your service. And uh, we'll, we'll get honor. you the help that you need. Uh, I appreciate that. This or, starts. I mean, this is a start. You, you know, getting the word out there. This is actually a big start for letting other organizations and letting people know that there is an organization out here that's feeding and taking care of homeless and food insecure veterans, and we can do more. Um, it just we just need more help. Exactly. Okay. So we will get you the help you need, and uh, I just thank you for coming on here and for everybody. Oh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you same time, same same time, same channel next week. Bye for now. Carry on. Uh, that's awesome.